and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Katherine. Yes. So when was the last time you mocked up some type, maybe pasted it up on a drafting board? Like with a waxer and a roller and oh, yeah. <laughs> acetate and all that? Uh, probably a few decades. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it has been a long while, but I mean, it was it was fun. I hate to admit. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just not done that way anymore. And we have such simple ways to, you know, create and design Um that have just evolved, like in, in the, like I said, just the last couple of decades or even the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, the creative industry has evolved so much. And um, I'm thinking back when, you know, when you and I started our creative careers, we probably both got hired because we knew how to use a computer. That was exactly the reason I was hired. <laughs> and they were new. And the people <laughs> in the department said, oh, good, and a young person to help us. Yes. And by the way, you're going to be teaching everybody else how to use it. And so that was yeah, that was a very interesting job. But um, the one thing that was, was kind of great about it is that I did know it. And I was able to you know kind of shepherd other people into the, this new age of technology. Um, yeah. And they got to finally get rid of all the the layers of things. I remember having to build um, uh, like mailers that would go out and you would have to do like a different version. Like there was like maybe 25 different versions of something and each was a different layer of acetate. And um, yeah. sometimes to black things out, you would use Ruby Lith. And hopefully there are other people listening to this that are going down this road with me. Otherwise, it's going to be very confusing. I'm having a flashback slash nightmare right now. <laughs> cleaning, <laughs> cleaning the stat camera. Yes. I mean, that yes. was that was always one of your favorite things, I know. And I, mm -hmm. I definitely remember having to go into the dark room to do the film and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was yeah. a very much a, of a complex way to design, but it, it taught you a lot of the uh, the actual skills and the, a lot of the, I don't know, all the backstory, I guess, behind putting together a great design. But And now it's so easy. It's, it's almost like anybody can be a graphic designer. But um, there's some skills that still go with it, and it's still evolving, and that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. Yeah, so I guess those first jobs we got hired for, because we knew we had to use computers, were probably the beginning of this whole creative tech world, mm -hmm. honestly. Exactly. And, and, and everybody since then, there's like creative, you know, creative work, and technology work, you know, IT kind of right. stuff, just keep creeping closer and closer. And there's a big section in the middle that, that we call creative tech. I don't know if other people call it that, but that's what <laughs> we call it. And um, what's interesting, too, is, you know, if you were to go to um, look for a job now, you would have to know basically how to use a Mac. You could not say, uh, yeah, I do everything by hand. Nobody wants to do that anymore. So it, it kind of illustrates a little bit how um, sometimes these jobs become obsolete and I'm not trying to cause panic with people because I do think that there will always be um, designer designers but as you said creep uh, the creep is coming in for tech and I, it's probably best to be aware in order to uh, stay current especially if you've done things the old school way for a while you know you don't want to be left behind um, and these are the new jobs that we're starting to see and starting to see more of and they pay really well so we're going to just kind of go through a list of some of them so you can be a little more informed. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's really interesting because it's, you know, I think that a creative background or, a, you know, a design education, all that kind of art education 
it teaches you how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. And yes, you'll learn certain, certain tools or programs or whatever in school, but that's not really what you're learning. You're learning all the problem solving. Right. And so then you just keep applying that because the technology is constantly changing. Like we said, we went from, you know, drafting boards and wax type to our, you know, very, uh, very basic computers Mm -hmm. to, you know, super elaborate stuff. So where, you know, I guess the question is like in 10 years, it'll be even further evolved. So it's not about the, the technology itself. It's about applying your creative skills and problem solving abilities to whatever that new thing is. Exactly. And you still know good design. I mean, I have run across people that are really good with the tech and maybe not as good as the design. And some people are good at the design and not so much at the tech. But I mean, just imagine a world where <laughs> you were good at both. Yeah. You have that education of knowing great design and seeing, you know, like maybe this logo is too small or too big. And you really understand that there's a, a problem to be solved there to make something look a, jump out a little more or be a little more um, engaging just and it's emotion when you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like you're going to lose all those creative and design skills you've no, built that's up. that's still so necessary. You're just layering on more technical execution, I guess. Yeah. And you can think about that as when you go to a website, for example, and when you get to it, it just puts you in a bad mood. And then some that puts you in a good mood. And it's based on the design and about, you know, how easy it is to use and, and things like that. And that's the sort of stuff we're talking about. That stuff is still so, so necessary. Uh, because I will leave a website in a heartbeat if it takes too long to load. You yeah. know, it's like, well, I don't have time for this. And it was only like maybe you know, five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Or you can't find stuff. I won't mm-hmm. name names, but there's a couple. My husband is always like, ugh. I hate this website. I can't find anything on it. Yeah. And like how, but he has to go to it because that's where he wants, they sell the thing he wants to buy. Right. And so he has to shop there, but he hates it. And yeah. And he will go somewhere else if he could find someone else that sells that. But yeah. And you know, if there was an easier way, he would probably take it or, you know, think about maybe he would buy more if it wasn't so hard to navigate. Exactly. Um. So yeah, design definitely necessary. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so really we're just talking about a handful of roles that, that bring those two things together that Mm -hmm. that apply all of the design and and, um, sort of creative skills that you already have, but are, are merging it with more technology that can be learned, honestly. And yes, they're all, um, they're all things that you build a expertise in by doing more and more, but a lot of this technology piece, it is, it is able to be learned. Mm -hmm. It's not like, innately you're built knowing how to do it or yeah. it's how you're wired like they're they're programs and they're you know softwares and and tools that, yeah. that you can be trained on and if you were ever the person to get a new piece of technology and not look at the instructions and just start figuring it out you are the person for this job or any of these jobs <laughs> why would you read the instructions until you it, get stuck until you get totally frustrated yeah then you go back <laughs> and you look like, it up oh, but i should look at but the instructions. I, we, we are kind of wired to be um when you're especially if you worked on a mac and stuff like that just figure out okay i know it can be done i just have to figure out how to do it and the first one we're going to talk about is um user experience designer which is sometimes referred to as just being ux and this talks directly to what we were talking about as far as um, creating that experience for, you know, websites and mobile devices that, you know, maybe it's the size of the the button or the the color of the button or the message that's on there. And it's creating that 
basically that experience that x (laughs) yeah and just think about it's it's just what we were saying like do you feel great and you can easily find what you want and you maybe order more Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or you know are excited to go to the place that you found the restaurant or whatever right or can you not find what you want maybe you get so frustrated you bail or you you know sort of use it just because you feel like you have to so it is all about the the feeling of it and you know, done well, I mean, the whole point of this is to help companies be successful, right? So done well, it helps the company do more of whatever it is they do, sell more, get more clients, et cetera. Right. And you think about, you know, how, again, how your experience is when you're on a website, you know, maybe one, um, and it's based on the customer too, you know, so it's going to be involved with sales. So think about like an Oveda website, which might be really clean and light and, you know, um, one makes one makes you feel good. You can almost smell the, their products when you go to that page, and then maybe one that is for a car dealership, and it's a little more poppy and sassy and um, a little more in your face. Those are two different experiences, and each of those companies needs something th- or needs a person that can get capture that experience. Because if a car dealership has an Aveda look, they'd be like, "Oh, I just this makes me feel really nice, but I don't know if I want to buy a car." Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What's the deal? I want the deal. Right. Or maybe if your car dealer really trying to set yourself apart, you may choose to go somewhere like I want my dealership to feel like a spa yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, like that may be a choice you make. And, that, and uh, that's their brand. But again, yeah. you have to understand brand. This experienced person helps you create whatever the experience is that you want. That's exactly. I think I would like to go to a car dealership that oh my makes gosh. me feel like a spa. I'm just imagining how lovely this would be. We may <laughs> it's have such a, a stressful experience. A anyway. fabulous new idea. But if someone wants to rub my feet while I'm trying while I'm signing the paperwork, then Hmm. Um, side note yes maybe that's a that's a business idea right there yeah and Um, i i do think that it's important to note like often you see this role listed as ux ui mm -hmm. and you know sort of lumped together they're not technically the same thing the ui is a lot more about the actual interface the actual design of it yes but generally people put those two together within some companies those are separate roles and I think people who are practitioners and really get into this would say they are separate roles, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people have or need to have both sides of that. Yeah. Like they could create the experience, but then they actually have to make the interface too. And if you can do both, please call us because we get requests for that all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, usually how it's presented. But in an ideal world, you would have two people that partner up and one handles one part, one handles the other because it, it is two different specialties. And if you want the best results it's best to get the people that have that that strength but yeah, yeah they, but, but often they do go hand in hand yeah like oh absolutely yeah. absolutely so I mean with some of that you're going to want to know things like html and css and you're going to also still need to know things like photoshop and illustrator um you dig a little deeper into google analytics and maybe some wireframing tools um but a, a lot of this stuff just is very intuitive to learn there are places that you can go and um, companies you can call to uh, get, you know, special certifications if you want to feel better about that. But you might just, for this sort of job, you might just want to start digging in and seeing kind of what you can come up and up, come up with on your own and, and self-teach yourself. Yeah. That's not even a word, but <laughs> be self-taught. <laughs> yeah, there is opportunity to learn a lot of this stuff just um, online and, and by doing, like maybe within the role you're in already Mm -hmm. there may be opportunities to take on some of this work and there's a whole piece of it too around like knowing your customer right like personas and and that kind of thing and I think that is so interesting because 
first of all, you you know, if you get really good at knowing your customer, it doesn't matter if you're designing a website or mm-hmm. store signage or, or whatever, you know, you're speaking directly to the right person. And by knowing them well, you can speak to them and make them feel really welcome and at home and um, inclusive and all sorts of different things, you mm-hmm. know, just thinking about how you're choosing to have this be navigated and the imagery you're choosing and so on. Um, yes. Yes to all that. <laughs> yes. Yes to making everyone feel welcome on your site or the right people, I guess. Not everyone yeah, needs to be true. welcome. It's the persona that you want, you know, the person you're trying to attract. And and honestly, you might be trying to dissuade the people who you know aren't your customer. Right, right. You know, um, because it's, it's, that's just is how it works with print and everything else. And it's now mm-hmm. just switching over to a more digital platform yeah so all of the experience and history you have designing for whatever format it it all applies yeah and one thing you could do is you know just try um designing stuff for yourself too maybe you want to make your own website or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you know your own brand so start with you and and just practice and try some things out and then maybe um take a small job somewhere, something that's not going to be really high risk, or maybe you volunteer to just try some of your skills out for a, you know, a charity or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and just start building up your portfolio that way. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to build your portfolio and have some samples of Mm -hmm. your work. So yeah, finding ways to create this, whether it's a side project or a, you know, favor for someone or whatever, you know, what you get out of it is, is some nice samples. Absolutely. Can can show you can do it. Absolutely. Another one that people could look into is um, being a front end developer. Um, So there's a lot of different things that also still kind of cross over. And this involves a little more, um, maybe a little more animation and a little more activity that kind of gets involved on the screen versus it just being kind of a, a stagnant, click and shop sort of thing. So this is a little more of a level up of the, the, the UX job. Um, but some people who like the idea of getting into maybe animation and things like that, this could be something that might be a little more practical only because a lot of those animation jobs are not necessarily available and they go really quick. And the, or this could also be a great stepping stone to kind of get into some of that too. But, um, this helps um, create some more of the, the functionality, um, and uh, again, also deals with a lot of the design and the feeling and things like that. So um, very similar, but just a little more of a tech heavy sort of role. Yeah, the, the thing that I think is really fun about this job is it's where you make it all come to life. Yes. So a designer, whether it's a UX designer or you know UI or whatever, they have in sort of a static way laid out, here's what I would like to see and have explained here's what I want Mm -hmm. to happen and then you make that happen like you make things move and adjust and be responsive to different (laughs) you know um different monitor sizes and all of the Mm -hmm. the things that make it work like you bring it to life exactly you know like they wrote a script and now you're like filming the movie right you know that's a great way of explaining it you're you're the one that that actually makes it happen which I think is really cool and there is there is you're working within guidelines and and someone maybe someone else's concept or it could be your own concept mm-hmm. if you may design and do front end development right, right. which often do go hand oh, in hand too exactly but even if someone else designed it they you know they basically sketched out their idea but then you're making a lot of design decisions and nuances along the way mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. you do really still need that 
that touch and that feel for how things look and should work together and so on. Exactly. And this marries well because this, again, is also the HTML and the CSS. But you're starting to um, introduce more of um, JavaScript things and React and GitHub and things like that that, again, just kind of make that a little more of an active experience. Mm -hmm. And so, again, this is another, you know, if, if we're thinking like maybe I'm a designer but I haven't done much of this technology, you know, one way you can expand is into doing more of the UX and maybe the UI part of it. Another or an additional <laughs> way is this front end development, you know, maybe you're designing it, but then you're learning how to actually do that execution mm -hmm, too, mm -hmm. instead of having to have, you know, hand it off to someone else. Yes. Yes. Um, people that are, they think that think a little more in the project management sort of direction or are a little more organized might be interested in something that's called a digital marketer. Um, this is where all the data happens. So if you love data and you love um, strategy, then I would say digital marketing is, is probably a little more in your space and something to explore. So essentially, this is um, the people that build the campaigns, that collect the data, that build the calendars. Um, but you also have to have an understanding of this too because um, you could come up with a whole entire plan. And if you don't know what's going to work for your particular customer, it could be a complete flop. <laughs> yes. And often, um, I mean, it depends on the size of the company. So within a large company, you may only be doing sort of the strategy and, the, you know, some analytics and stuff. But within a smaller company, you're probably also then creating those pieces. Mm -hmm. So this is like maybe taking a step back from like before you designed stuff planning out the strategy of right it, you right. know like getting really good at that bigger picture you know building a whole marketing plan having a strategy and then you execute the work which you already are good mm -hmm. at and then analyzing what worked and didn't so exactly. it's like it's like um just going up a level yeah so, to a bigger picture view of everything and maybe somebody who used to do like a lot of print marketing and you know junk mail as we used to call it <laughs> um that uh that this also marries well to that too, because it's the same sort of strategy as far as you know what's going out in emails, what's going to get pushed out in social media, um, testing, testing, yeah. you know, push paid advertising just to find out what the effectiveness of your advertising is. This is sometimes also called a content marketer, but I think that kind of gets confusing. Um, so we're just going to stick with digital marketing, and it's, it's essentially like I said, just the person that does all the planning and figures out what's going to work and speak to the customer. Yeah. And often this person um, has some writing skills. Yes. You may not be 100% a or the copywriter on the team, but you probably, you know, feel pretty comfortable crafting some headlines and doing some yeah. social posts, um, you know, and, and you may bring in writers to mm -hmm, help with mm -hmm. other or more long form things, but this person probably does some writing or is yeah, pretty comfortable absolutely. with some writing. Yeah. Because you, you, have an overall idea what the message is, you know, it's, it's going to be free or today only or yeah. you know, something that's a little more elaborate, but yeah, it's all about that timing and the skill um, to get the message out. Yeah. And so again, this is something, you know, from more of a design background you could shift into, or maybe you could just layer on to your already existing skill set where you're like, well, I can go like back a step and, mm -hmm. and do this more bigger picture part. And then I actually also execute. Yeah. Um, the next one we have on our list is a visual designer, and this is um, definitely a little more back into the, the the squishy part of design, where you're making things pretty and 
Um, things like choosing the brand color, the typography, the logos, the icons, other visual elements. Um, but you also have to make sure that um, all of this is successful and consistent and recognizable um, and get it that throughout the, you know, carry out the mission of the company and make sure that everybody is on board with that feeling. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is most closely aligned to a traditional graphic designer, mm -hmm. but I think the, the point here is today's graphic designer really is a visual designer because you're needing to execute all of these pieces across a lot more different kinds of media and platforms. Right. And uh, think about where it's going to, how it's going to look in a lot of different places. Yes. And the choices you make have to work on the web and on the phone and on, you know, all forms of social media and make sense and, you know, be quick and read and felt and understood and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of this is, you know, color theory and typography and logo creation, but it also will involve some user testing and um, things that, you know, just to make sure that what you've created works, because I'm sure um, some people have had this. Let's just go back to the print world for just a minute. And you might pick a color and then when it gets to the printer, it doesn't look anything like what you picked. And so you slapped on that Pantone color and said, this is what I wanted, but you're trying to make it out of a um, CMYK combo. Um, that's that's a differentiation we're talking about. How it looks right. when it's printed is going to be, or off your color printer is going to be different than it looks online, than mm -hmm. it looks on everything How's else. How's it going to look on the screen? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's really a basic way of doing it, but what if the typography you, f you choose does not interpret well on a phone, for example? you got to pick something that's going to be kind of universal, and it can't be Helvetica every single time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I would... But maybe you can make it Helvetica look pretty. So then, <laughs> you know, guess. let's if just not... If you love Helvetica. I do love Helvetica, so that's why I don't want to diss it too quickly. <laughs> And I think, so the reality today is most people who are in a, a design kind of role probably are in this kind of role, this visual designer role. They have learned or somewhere, you know, built additional skills layered on top of maybe traditional um, design skills that they had. And so, you know, this is already a position you may see or you may be in. And I think that you can go further and expand your expertise within this area because there's so many different kinds of platforms and and places that you can learn about and understand so you're a better designer but also this position I think partners really well with some of the other ones we talked absolutely, about absolutely like you absolutely. may be a visual designer and then build your UX skills yes. or your front end development yep. skills or whatever um, it's like to me it's kind of a core Mm -hmm. It's like a base role, yes. but then you may layer on uh, other skills based on what you like. You like writing code. You'll go more the development route. You like more the the empathy and the feeling of how, you know, everyone experiences something. You might go more the UX role. But um, I think taking this and then expanding on it, you know, layering other uh, other skills on top of it mm -hmm. can make you really strong. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would agree. And then the fifth one we're going to talk about is web designer, which I think is where people automatically go when you say creative tech, but it is a very vast area. Um, I remember, oh God, I hate it when I date myself, but um, I did hear a joke just very quickly the other day where it says, I get to tell my child that I'm actually older than Google. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but um, I remember when websites first started coming out and then people had to ask that question, well, I don't know if I need one, do I need one? Um, and it was always yes and we didn't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like I have business cards, why do I need a website? And it was really hard to kind of convince people but then suddenly everybody got them. 
and now people are still wanting them and then now people are wanting to update them maybe even for the second or third time or mm -hmm. more um so web designers are very much in need they were needed early they're still needed now very much so and um it probably rules the the roost as far as creative tech goes yeah i mean like your website for a business is really kind of the home base that everything else ties back to or directs people mm -hmm. back to and everybody so needs one yeah so it, so it has to be really good and it and it's constantly evolving and you know you're always adding to it and updating it and you know there's a lot more like um visual medium going into mm -hmm, it you know a lot mm -hmm. more video and that kind of stuff yeah. now people are not just wanting a landing page anymore it's got the brand and it's got the feel yeah. and it's got the navigation and it's a, a lot more um a lot more involved than it used to be yeah so i mean to me this is sort of um maybe taking visual design skills and just really hard core applying them to one area mm -hmm. like just going all in on being great at web design right rather than you know and i also do some brochures and some business cards or whatever you know this is just really becoming like building a lot of expertise in that and you may bring in a lot of the other things we talked about like you may be thinking about ux and and other um other factors but you're just really an expert in the web and what people are doing now and where it's going. This would be a great job because I'm just thinking about this for people that um, designed or have designed like catalogs or brochures or pamphlets, mm -hmm. anything that has a multi pages to it. Because that's it essentially is a lot what of a asset management. It is. And to understand how those pages are flowing and the layout, I mean, when mm -hmm. you design, um, our, we've had people design our website, you know, all the pages get laid out and here's, and this navigate, if you click here to go to here, somebody kind of understands that whole process would really, I think, embrace being a web designer. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because there's a lot of information and content that mm -hmm. you have to mm -hmm. sort of wrangle and organize and direct people the right place and then direct them back and, right. and, and some all pages, this different stuff that's going on. Some pages need to be on. really big and, and you just from your experience working with um, a lot of clothing and things like that, having to shoot catalogs and think about that just translated onto the web page people click on a pair of pants and it takes you to that page and mm -hmm. you got to get the zoom and the close-up and you know the photos have to be pretty so it's a lot of the same sort of thinking uh, but now it's just digital yeah that's a great point and so yes if you like like dealing with a lot of a lot of stuff a mm -hmm. lot of content and information and, and photos and and that and sort of the organization of mm -hmm, it all mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. and i think the you know, the area of opportunity here is even if you're already doing web design, maybe you're doing some and you just want to get really good at it and go all in there. Or maybe you just want to be good at it in a, you know, in addition to sort of the arsenal of things you offer. Mm -hmm. Either way, I think the biggest thing here is the the trends. Yes. It's like trend following. Yep. Like what's next? Because they're constantly changing. Like you said, it, you know, when it started with just a static web page and then you know, you need a few more pages and more content and then they go way too complex. Right. People had to pull back. <laughs> and now there's a lot more, it's more simplistic. There's a lot more interaction and video and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the trends are constantly changing. And so sort of looking at what's coming next, I think is where you really build your skills here. Exactly. And this is a good marriage for art people too, just because it is about layout and navigation, um, color, typography. Um, and then he starts getting, I mean, you'd use Photoshop and XD, but also you start getting into um, just some of the interfaces, w again, with the HTML and CSS, um, the different domains and, you know, trying to set up hosting and things like that. Um, 
again, typography skills are, are huge in this because, again, you don't want it to pull up on somebody's page and it just is a garbled mess. Um, and, and just understanding the flow, like I said, like yeah. I said, with catalogs and things like that, the flow and the beauty of all of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of beauty in, s in some of this tech and we're starting to see more and more of it. And to stay competitive, I think, is going to be huge and definitely needed. Yeah. I mean, these are really the, you know, the jobs we're seeing right now that companies are looking for desperately in some mm -hmm, cases mm -hmm. really looking for and they're not going away and and yeah exactly they're only expanding you know a few years ago we would have listed a couple of these but not all of them so it's constantly growing and so I think it's that sort of thing where you know you can pick one and just say I'm gonna go all in on that because I love doing it and mm -hmm. I'm gonna become great at it or you can get good at a few of these things and just kind of expand your skills and what you can bring to the table but I think it it's a miss to not get good at any of these yeah and, <laughs> and there's also enough here I mean we went through five but I'm always amazed at the different jobs that kind of come up but it's worth looking through to see you know what are you close to now where you maybe if you just picked up a couple little things it's probably very similar to what you're doing already yeah. but it might just be um one uh piece of software away from being a perfect fit for this. And I like to use examples of you like the new technology. I remember when this is uh, still a couple years ago, although I did get a new Apple TV, but when I got the Apple TV, you just get you know, a box and there's like no instructions and you start figuring it out. And then uh, that became obsolete after a couple of years. So then I had to get a second one and I, it was like having to learn it all over again because all the technology had changed in just that period of time. But it's, it's just, it's that constantly just renewing and learning and troubleshooting um, that I think will help out a lot of people in, in finding their next step in their career and keeping themselves current. Yeah. And I mean, nothing makes us more sad is when we're working with someone who really hasn't kept up their skills. Yeah. And they're who, so talented. Yes. Who's does beautiful work, but they don't know any of the current software or, or can't apply it to any of, you know, these five jobs. Yeah. And so it's really taking what you already have, which is probably a lot mm -hmm. and layering on something, which is probably small to just bring you up into, you know, some of these roles that people are looking for or, or multiple. You, you can get good at a few of them or you can get good at one of them. Yeah. And I don't want um, artists to necessarily feel like they are dinosaurs or obsolete or no. they can't do this. Um, because I know when I have like a, an idea where I want to create something. It might not be a website or something, but like a, a sculpture or a painting or, or things like that. You know, there's a process for me to kind of figure out now how am I going to get what's in my head onto the paper. So if you could know you can design a great web page, but you don't know how to actually make it, that's that marriage that I'm talking about where you just sit there and you might have to stare at something for a while and figure out, okay, what am I going to need to bring this to life? Yeah. And it's, it's very much intuitive with artists, I think, um, where it should not be scary yeah, in and any way. And I'm sure maybe you might, and I'm, I'm just going to throw out the fact that you knit and you might be <laughs> thinking like, I want to make this thing and I got to figure out how to make it. Yeah. And it's going to have, or I've seen this particular technique and I want to figure out how to do it. It's, it's that same thing that's just kind of within all of us. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's the thing, like creative people, you have the ideas. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is go find the technology that helps you do it. So right. yes, for a knitting, I have to go figure out like, well, what is that knit stitch? I like how that looks. What's mm -hmm. that called? And right, how do right. you make it? And it's the same thing. It's in, and all of this stuff is learnable. Like your ideas and your design sense and your, 
your color abilities and all of those things, you already have all that. Mm-hmm. You already have all the parts that actually are really set you apart right. and make you, you know, have a style and be who you are. You're just learning a new skill that is completely trainable. You're exactly. learning some software or something that's completely trainable. Right. And that talent you have, everybody doesn't have too. Yes. Um, and I am just blown away by the range of people that we, we see all the time where, there, I mean, most of the people are on that, just that high spectrum of awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, you are so good. And it, you would hate to have that stop just because of some glitch, if you will, if I can keep this in a, in a tech term. Um, also, I want to mention too, is if, you want to read about these a little more intently. We do have this on our blog page. So go to uh, portfoliocreative.com and check out our blogs. You can kind of see the list of um, places where you can, types of places you could find work like this. Definitely call us. We would love to help you out. But then also some of the skills that are needed for each of these positions too. Um, because we we can't go through all of this and kind of keep everybody engaged. But it, it's a, use it as a reference. I refer to somebody else to get all this information too because I wanted it just to be really spot on and not um, just go with what I know because some of these spaces are a little bit big and um, the details are are very important if I'm trying to tell people what they need to do next with their life. <laughs> yeah and I think just the point of all of this is it's just always keep growing and yes. so right now the growth is in the technology side and Absolutely. so don't be afraid of it just learn it and keep growing and once you get you know a little bit of experience and expertise with it like then it becomes fun so you just have to get over the hump where it's frustrating and scary and all of the things you know nobody likes to have to learn something new and it can <laughs> be difficult but once you get over that hump it, it does become fun and it is very creative. All of these, I mean, there's a whole world of technology that's not creative. All right. of these roles are still very creative. They're just applying those creative skills in a different area. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at portfoliocreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 